You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I'm Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I may not be illustrious, but I'm still the highest ranking official here, the Grandmaster. <laughs> I, lo- I looked up illustrious. It says, it says, notably or brilliantly outstanding because of dignity, achievements, or actions. Exactly. So, yeah, I was like, explain yourself. <laughs> Which of those three? <laughs> yeah, what, pick something. I am a legend in my own mind. <laughs> what I have accomplished in my small time on this earth has been legendary from the roots of where I sprouted from. <laughs> wow, well put. Not quite as eloquent. Say anything about humility in there? Or? <laughs> you know, it says nope, nope. <laughs> it says you can go ahead and say how great you are. <laughs> Preach it. Well, I'm certainly in a good mood this week. Oh yeah, what happened, Cliff? Uh, just a little something up around Northeast Ohio. Is that one of them things where they play with a ball when they do stuff mm. with it? Yeah, we're not a, we're not a sports podcast, but we are tonight. <laughs> we are tonight. What <laughs> exit stage left? Once every lifetime, we have to bring up when we're we are winners. So the people at work, I have to say, handled it exactly the way they should. They, I walked in and they said they said, "Congratulations, you're you are a champion. You did it." And I was like, "That's right, That's I right. did it." I two, felt like I did it. Talk about an elevated years. sense of self. That's right. Some of these people. That's for sure. Yeah, we're 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 located in Ohio, and we're huge Cleveland fans. Being Cliff, definitely we're right Life down long. seventy-seven from Cleveland, Ohio. I think Cliff was born in a Browns t-shirt. Yeah. I I think it was probably one of the uh, most relieving moments I've ever experienced. <laughs> oh, there! I I literally had tears in my eyes for multiple days yes. after that. Anytime I would just I'd just see a highlight or something, you know, I was like. I can't help it. I'm like actually choked up about oh, this. So to, to, to catch people up, if you're not big on Cleveland history, yeah, <laughs> we're we're talking your entire lifetimes. There's never been a professional fifty-two years. Fifty-two, 52 years. years. Nineteen. The sixty-four Browns were the last championship major sports team. And yeah. you guys are fans of the baseball team. Yeah, the, the baseball, football, team, football basketball. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland. You guys general. are. I know you're diehard. You're not jumping on any kind of bandwagon. Oh, you guys yeah. have been there. <laughs> there not is, a bandwagon. There, anybody there, jokes. Yeah, there is no bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trust it's me. all it's all legitimate. If you're a Cleveland fan, you earned it. My, we're kind of in the generation that still had hope. Uh, like my dad and uncle, for instance, were like uh, <laughs> never believed it was going to happen with the time ticking off the clock. Yeah. And it still. Just didn't believe it was happening. I, I no. once saw a quote where somebody said that, that Cleveland sports in general were like heroin or cocaine. I got a good batch in the 80s and haven't been able to kick it since. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, about, about how much I know about this is I was over at your dad's set um, fixing his computer and they were talking about sports and he mentioned... Um, our niece JC liking cur- curry, mm. and I thought he yeah. was talking about the spice. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say, as an outside observer, I'm not a basketball fan at all. 
but the there's been a little bit of cocky attitude from some of these Cleveland fans. Like for once in your lifetime, you're the winner. I see Facebook a lot of smack talk, a lot of like swagger going on that I'm not sure you've quite well, heard. Because didn't the same team beat you last year? Yeah. And now all that means like, oh, when we Curry, were injured, Curry's weak sauce, Curry sucks, well, Curry's both, both late. Both teams had their guys. Yeah, we this had like year. six guys actually yeah. playing last year. Yeah, it was. It was. We yeah. were definitely undermanned <laughs> last year. I will say this: I'm proud of the Cleveland fans for. I mean, every team smack talks, and I don't usually participate in that. But the the fact that they had basically the biggest parade celebration parade that any city's ever amazing, had. almost a million and a half people, and. Other than a, one wild circumstance, they they made a big deal. All the people in uh, Sports Center and such of how everyone was just so well behaved and just happy. We to don't be know there. how to win anyway. We don't. Yeah, this, we don't know how to celebrate <laughs> this massive parade. We've never done it before. This is the first time. Yeah. And on top of that, we didn't because of the Republican National uh, Convention being planned in Cleveland right now. We weren't prepared for it. Like somebody's got to build a trophy case. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was totally spur of the moment. Like, oh my god, we got to have a parade. Anyway, we won't dwell on this. I don't know why we came here, but it it was just an example of the vibrations getting away from us, and we went into this alternate timeline. <laughs> the universe is have a line. Yeah. I will say that I was I watched the game out of my brother's house, and he's his, my nephew. He's eleven years old. And he's playing basketball in elementary school now. And, like, he's become a huge Cavs fan. Mm-hmm. And they let him stay up late. And it was like he was on the edge of his seat. He was bouncing around. And when they Sounds when like that, me. I was when that buzzer that. went, he jumped and yeah. swung the blanket around his head and jumped in his dad's arms and was cheering. And I was like, <laughs> all right, that is, that's what yeah. sports should be about. And it was it was a great moment, even as I didn't have anything personal at stake in it, but it was really nice to see. There, there was definitely some yelling going on at my house. <laughs> Um, and, and that's really, that was, that was the great part because I feel like at my age, I'm completely broken as a sports fan. But my son, who I have completely brainwashed into Cleveland sports his whole life, actually, there's hope for him. Like, he got to see it before yeah. he was ruined. Yeah, you're a winner, son. <laughs> yeah, we had, we were, you know, I was glad we were all together for watching it, me and my dad, my uncle, my brother, and my, Nephew, and it was just like we we all got to hug, and it, it was great. We'll always remember we were there. Even my brother even brought his sick kid just so he could say <laughs> you were there. That's right. Yeah, I mean, by the time I, I was my son's age, I had lived through Red Right '88, the drive, the fumble, the shot, the you, decision, the, the decision, the move, all of that. By the time I was I was his the age he is now, so it, it was really nice for me. The fact that he got to experience something positive and and good and just to be ha- proud to be that fan for once. Because Lord knows my entire life I have been shamed, trash talk, you name it. Especially living down here in southeastern Ohio where uh, people forget what state they live in and, and want to root for, for bandwagon teams. In rant. rant. Okay, so... We hope everyone. I think that's the quietest I've ever been. <laughs> yeah, we we hope everyone enjoyed last week's edition of Mike's cockamamie ideas. Oh, there's there's a lot more where that came from. <laughs> but I did want to tell tell you that I had several people comment to me about the podcast. Of course, 
Well, you need to share that to whoever you haven't shared it to. Yeah. If there's any place, because it was hilarious. Like a doctor, a psychiatrist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that, that personal story. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the social uh, workers on the area, anyone who can help. I, your, well, I've thought them. about going to see someone, and you know, land on the couch. That's what this is. And As you come I to actually, see us. I actually did go to someone at one time, and it was like. She finally called me back and she said she's full. So I never went back. <laughs> but anyway, one, one guy said that it was hilarious, but then it went, you went from that to a eulogy that was picture perfect. Aww. And I, I thought that too, just listening to it, how you turned that all around from a bunch of gibberish, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Into a surprise eulogy you weren't even prepared to give, but it was good. It was it was well said. Yeah, it's nice to know that when words come out of my mouth, they actually make sense, and I have not rehearsed them. Yeah, it's better. We're better off. Oh, I think it's very obvious that we don't rehearse any of this. One of our listeners, my friend Chad, said he uh, commiserated with Mister Easton. He said because he feels like the universe is trying to destroy him sometimes, and he might be from that same dimension you are. So. You, you, you are the, you, you bring pathos to our group. You, you are the underdog that people need to root for. So we, we thank you for sharing your, uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever that is. is. Whatever. Whatever. We don't know what to call it. Uh, the, um, the ultimate or alternate dimension something or other. Okay, I want, I want you guys this time to pick out which, which subject we're talking about first. Spin the wheel. Can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> Comics. Woo. All right. <laughs> There's not a lot in here. <laughs> no, I, I, saw, I saw one of my favorite movies, top ten for me, The Raid Redemption. Is we were talking about last week about media getting changed from one thing to the other. They're making a comic out of that Indonesian kung fu movie, basically. In English or in its own country? (laughs) In in English, I believe. It's Titan Comics. Is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not UK. They do like Doctor Who comics. Yeah, Yeah, it's British. Uh, Didn't they make a sequel to that that was exactly the same? It was not exactly the same. I went and saw it in the theater. Columbus, yeah, it was. There was like the, punching and kicking. Yeah, you know, Ray Two Barenthal was the name of it, but there was Bar- uh, John Barenthal. Yeah, there was a ton more plot. Uh-huh. And, and uh, <laughs> the Punisher. Well, I can't remember if it I was watched excellent. the first one or the second one. You watched the first one, okay? At my house. All right. And the so. second one had a lot of great parts in it too. It was a, it's another great movie, but anyway, that's that's some comic news. Unless we want you guys want to go into anything else happening and. Well, I did finally get to read some Rebirth issues, and I know um, Jordan wasn't too excited about them redoing Green Arrows. I'm excited about each and every one. (laughs) (laughs) Fully stand behind every single issue. You really don't get the complete story unless you buy every comic. Wow, I think DC's in Jordan's back pocket. (laughs) But uh, I actually really enjoyed it because... I thought with the new 52 version of Green Arrow, it seemed to be trying to blend the TV with losing a lot of the Green Arrow character, where I feel like it still has a touch of that, but it's going back to more of the original Green Arrow flavor. And I thought the, the 
the rebirth issue was really good, and I definitely um, put that on my list for as of the actual series. Um, definitely digging the Superman. It was kind of neat. Superman from the alternate dimension, not from my dimension, a different dimension. Uh, Seventh Street. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, basically put his hands on Lex Luthor that was trying to say, I'm going to be the Superman of Metropolis. And that was actually just the uh, action issue. There was no rebirth on that one, I think. No. Yeah. And but that was that was nice because Luther's like, it was it was a nice little battle. So it's back to status quo. But uh, they finally published the Justice League issue where Lex got the suit. Oh. Like three weeks after the issue of Action came out. <laughs> <laughs> now, where did, did he make the suit? Or I haven't read it yet because it just came out this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll have to grab that. Awesome. I think, um, and I did read the Flash. That was really good. Um, it made a little bit more sense to me now that I've read that. And the, um, other Superman rebirth issue was him basically shaving his beard and adopting his new costume. And so yeah, it was a great splash page of him shaving his beard. I I love like (laughs) Superman all these years have never, has never ever created a contraption to shave himself. He always uses a piece of lead and his heat vision to shave. Like, what would happen just for an instant if, like, his kid said something and he missed? <laughs> Superman-scape. <laughs> New from Gillette. <laughs> just a hunk of lead. For Father's Day. But, yeah, it was, uh, I've been definitely digging the Rebirth so far. I don't think I've read anything bad yet, so. I was really surprised by the Wonder Woman issue. That one stood out to me. It was... It's not something I've read a whole lot of. That's Rucka, right? Yeah. I almost yeah. got that because I really like him. And it, it was just not set. It never sells. No matter how... This last series was really critically acclaimed. It didn't sell. The series before that was, eh, yeah, everybody likes it, but it doesn't sell. But this, it's so, actually sold pretty well, and it's a very good story. Now, is this so. a... Sorry, but is this like a rebirth or a number one? Uh, or did they it's, have that for Wonder Woman? They had a rebirth issue, and it was... It was probably my favorite concept so far of the Rebirth, because it's her kind of waking up, and, you know, Wonder Woman has the lasso of truth. Truth. Mm-hmm. So it's her trying to find this truth, because she starts realizing her origin, she has six different origins. Is she made of clay? Was she birthed by, you know, they revealed Zeus was her father at some right. point. And she's like, she starts remembering all these different origins in kind of a meta sort of way, and it's like, which one's the truth, and I'm going to find it out. So it's, she's on this journey to figure out what is her okay. actual origin. Well, that's right. And there's there. A, has there been a one since then? Yes. And it follows that up? Yeah, yeah, it's her. She goes to find, uh, what's her name, Cheetah? Is mm-hmm. that, yeah, yeah, Cheetah. Yeah, she's on an island of creepy cat-worshipping... Cat-man dude? Cat-men cat who are worshipper, and she has to go try to get her help as Steve Trevor's on a separate mission. Yeah. It, was, it was just a good issue. I'm interested. Now, I may, I is... Did they say anything whether or not Donna Troy is her sister or not? She's been over in the Titans, so they've kind of kept that all separate so far. She's a, any... another character that has a million different Yeah, origins. they've, this one I think added a whole new wrinkle to it with the Titans Hunt. Yeah. And then the Titans yeah. Rebirth. They've added a few new complications to any of those Titans characters. Okay, spin the wheel. Very well.
NBC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent. Jobless. TV. TV. Okay, so Cliff, I asked you if you were caught up on Game of Thrones because you're the only one that watches it, and here's the answer I got. I got the gist. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, yeah. I feel like you either watched it or you didn't. It was kind of a big deal. I watched part of it. You watched part of possibly one of the best episodes of television. Yeah. Okay. So I got well, the gist. You know, okay. girl, girl power, that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones... To the uninitiated, is kind of fa- this was the ninth episode of a ten episode season. That's how they run. This and the season. ninth episode is always the best. Episode. Right, the penultimate episode. Yes. It's well known every season. It's like either a huge battle or something major happens. Yes, and it, it's. I mean, you wait for the ninth episode, and then they kind of just wrap everything up in the last episode. And this did not, you know, fail us. It was amazing. Quite the episode. I mean, I mean, there was a battle in that that. At least the part you watched. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that whole <gist laughs> part. The battle rivaled like any battle I've seen in movies. I mean, it was just incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, but it's hard to talk about without spoiling anything. So I just, yeah. Yeah. But good for them. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I feel Even like Daenerys you don't seem that watch enthused. Are, are you a fan? Clint? Yeah. I mean, I am. Just doesn't excite you the way it excites Seth. I I don't know. I mean, was it, all your, it was very it, all it your remi- excitement left with the Cleveland? Yes, yes. that <laughs> did it for the week. Um, it reminded me that that battle reminded me a lot of um, Saving, Saving Private Ryan. It reminded me of the Revenant from this past year because okay. at least it was on horseback. Yeah, I just think if you take a step back and think of what it would have taken to orchestrate this <laughs> scene. Hundreds and hundreds of horses that to get them to do what that you want CGI. them to do. No, there's a there's a part where Jon Snow, who after seeing this, definitely knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he is standing there, and there are a thousand horses galloping toward him. And I looked read about it, and it was not CGI. He was really standing there, and they were all, now they used a long lens. So they weren't as close to him as they appeared, but it was just amazing, yeah. and it was just one. So they're like, "Just stand here; something's yeah. gonna happen. Oh, we can't tell you." I yeah, yeah, I won't tell you because just at the just the chance people would ever go watch this, I it's just one of the best shows ever made. I mean, it, it is, it's it incredible. Is. And, and I believe the director that did this episode had done a couple episodes before. I think he did the Hard Home episode last. That's another year. good yeah. battle. Anyway, I won't go on about it. Did, did anyone see the, the Seth Meyers bit, Game of Jones? No. No. What was that? It was Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live and uh-huh. the new Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. He just watched the episode with her, and they record her reactions. <laughs> and I, I, I'm i not the biggest fan of her. She's kind of right. one note, it seems, a little bit, yeah. but... It made me want to watch the episode. It was so funny. How excited as she got, she's like, Sad Mars, you kind of watch it. And he like was grabbing him and shaking him. He's like, no, watch this, watch this. Josh was going to do it. And just like was so over the top, so overreacting. It was hilarious. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I imagine, yeah, I, I can imagine her going on about it. It was great. It but, was great. And even the, uh, the other battle, uh, with, in Marine was, well, that's just it. We, you, there's dragons in this show, yeah. and at the beginning of the episode, we get 
one of the best. We've been watching for six seasons, and this is the most dragons we've got to see. And it was fantastic. Yeah. And you almost forget about it compared to the final battle. Right. I mean, it was just a, just an incredible hour of television. And I, you guys never saw it, so you're not as excited as I am. I get it. Have you, have you watched the, Game of Thrones at all? I tried watching it like at the beginning. It of is the very season, complicated, and it just was. I just didn't have the time to invest in it because I could tell it was something that I'd have to sit down and pay attention to. Yeah, and you can't skim through this. There's a lot of characters and a lot of innuendo mm-hmm. and things. So yeah. I mean, it's it's something I could see getting into sometime. I just it's, it's on my list of things to do. But HBO also had a trailer for the next show they're going to have coming out in October called Westworld. Yeah, which it, now, see, I'm excited heard about that, that before Michael That's Crichton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I definitely. If anyone doesn't know the premise, it's uh, he, it's. Oh, it's got, it's very similar to Jurassic Park, you know, just an amusement park gone wrong. You know, Westworld, in the book, I think it, there was Westworld, Roman World, Medieval yeah. World, and you, it was kind of an adult theme park where you could go and live out your fantasies, basically. These are robotic people that you could go to like a saloon and have some adult time with them or go duel a, Gunslinger. Until Lee Marvin shows up and teaches you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which I was surprised. It was Yul Brenner, I think, was in the, they, they did a, a movie of it in the oh, early 70s. Yeah. Okay, this, I thought it was this, Lee Marvin. Yeah. Well, I was surprised because I thought it was being remade into a movie and then I just saw that, the trailer for that. I was like, that's, Looks I would actually great. watch that. Um, Anthony Hopkins that too. You were, not to backpedal, but when you were talking about, was it Outcast? That's on, mm, Cinemax. Uh, Cinemax. I was listening to the um, Nerdist with Robert Kirkman, and he was talking about that show, how he accidentally sold the show before it even existed or the comic. He was just, like, talking to some woman, and then he gets a call a couple of days later, and he's like, um, I was going to do that as a comic first, and now I have to make this into a show first. So yeah. I just thought that was Maybe one reason tidbit. it's so similar to the comic. He didn't have time to do two yeah, versions. It's not, it's not an adaptation. It's just straight yeah. up two, two versions. And they did confirm there for uh, Supergirl, uh, Linda Carter is going to be the president. President of the United States of America. Bring me some peaches. Uh, any more TV? All right, spin the wheel. Moving on. <laughs> What's our we wheel got, budget? Well, get ready because you're doing you're doing the next wheel. Well, I was preaching last week that we need to go to the People's Bank Theater and watch these movies when they come out. I went, yeah. I went last night and saw The Man Who Knew Too Much, 1956, Jimmy Stewart, Doris Day, Alfred Hitchcock movie. So how big is their screen? It's like regular? No, it's not like going to a, a modern theater, but it's it's plenty big. It's fine. It's big it's, enough. What would fit there? Was yeah. the quality, like the speakers was, and the, the uh, the sound quality again. It's not what you're used to, but after the first 
minute, I didn't notice it anymore. Like, I, I think maybe the speakers weren't warmed up or anything, but mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, they're basically playing a Blu-ray, but it's a big screen. Yeah. I mean, and it's the atmosphere and just being able to watch the, this movie in an old timey theater that's in as nice a shape as, you know, the colony. And it, it was, it was really great. It was, I, I saw why they picked that movie though, because they're, I had seen it multiple times before, but it's set in a theater at one point in the movie, at the climax of the movie, and you're in there, and there's a balcony and everything. I was like, hey, this is, I get it now. I know why they did this. <laughs> it, it, it was awesome. I wish they, I saw, the only thing on the schedule is Lawrence of Arabia after this. I'm hoping they start adding some hmm. more movies. What, were there a lot of people there? I didn't know what to expect because yeah. I went to a concert a couple weeks ago and it was packed to the gills. And I, this time I was worried, you know, the same thing. It's a one time only showing, but there was plenty of room. Yeah. Well, it was a Thursday too. Yeah. Yeah. There, that's what the day they're traditionally going to be showing their movies. So anyway, it was great. Mike goal. You said you watched 10 Cloverfield Lane. I did. I really enjoyed it. It had a lot of nice twists and turns in it. Let's not spoil all the nice twists and turns. Now, my only thing I want to say about this is I've been uh, irritated ever since I saw it because there's no way anybody's going to be able to see it and not have seen get spoiled somewhat because every preview or anything snippet I've seen anywhere since then shows way more than I saw before I saw the movie. They give away stuff. You don't know it because you haven't seen the movie to know what they're Half giving the away. the trailers out there show like the final shot yeah. of the movie. That yeah. you, you don't realize. You go back and think, oh yeah. my gosh, they already showed me that. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. every rom-com trailer, like it shows the ending. Yeah. It's like whatever. But that's definitely what I've noticed since then. They didn't show it before I saw it, but now that I, after I saw it, everything showed things they shouldn't be showing to let you know, you know, what's happening. But anyway, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, you know, I, I thought it was really great. Well, it was, it just popped up on my, uh, Suddenlink, uh, whatever movie. <laughs> Suddenlink's doing They're taking things away yeah. and they're <laughs> putting me stuff in. Yeah. Well, it was funny because. You will watch this. <laughs> like, usually Christy controls the remote and new releases and all that stuff and what we're watching. That's why he doesn't watch and Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, the, the new movies that we'd rent, they'd be real small on the screen. And I was like, there's gotta be a setting this isn't right. And then I was sick the other day, and I was, like, flipping through them, and I was so like... So you finally got to use a remote? Yeah. <laughs> and she was sick, too, so she was in the bedroom. So I was like, huh. I was like, ah, oh. she wasn't clicking on the HD movies, which, like, usually it was only showing seven movies, and now there's, like, 50 of them. I was like, oh, yeah, there's that movie. And it filled the whole screen, so I was excited about that. <laughs> But yeah, it was. <laughs> it's the little things. It yes, is. it is. Because women click remotes like this, click, click, <laughs> and men click remotes like this. But it's, I'm trying to say some stuff without giving some stuff away. But Just I don't talk th- about John Goodman. Well, John Goodman was great. Like, he's always great. He, yeah, he is. Like, he, again, like, he showed a caring but also ruthless side and, it, it kept you guessing on and off throughout the whole movie, and I did like it. Like you're you're completely guessing to the very little very end of what's really going on, and it. it I'm gonna wait until you've seen yeah, it. Yeah, is it out on VHS yet? It sh- <laughs> it should be at Redbox, I would assume. I don't use Redbox. What do you use? VHS. VHS. Oh come on, man! You at least use. He's got a whole podcast coming out about VHS. <laughs> Uh, Redbox put me out of business as a video store, so I do not. Oh, okay. Uh, I've never, I've never used the Redbox. 
<laughs> well, don't you have a Netflix? Or it could have been my terrible timing opening a video store in 2005. <laughs> but I'm not going to take responsibility for that. I'm going to blame Redbox. Well, you do know Netflix lets you rent DVDs also. Uh, like in the mail? Yeah. In like an envelope? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You can go old school that way. Absolutely. But it's definitely worth watching. It was really good. Yeah, you guys all. I loved it. And I saw who the main villain in Justice League is going to be. And he's born to be wild. <laughs> Steppenwolf. <laughs> Get your motor running. Who the heck is Steppenwolf? Tell me all about him and why it's not Darkseid. Well, Steppenwolf, is he one of Darkseid's children? No, he's his uncle. No. Or his uncle. That's actually one character I don't know that much about. I just know that he's one of... And again, it depends on which version you're going with. Like, I actually remember mostly from the Super Friends, but I can't, I don't really know that much about him, honestly. There was a deleted scene from Batman vs. Superman with Mm -hmm. Steppenwolf, right? Yeah. I didn't really actually realize that watching it, it was supposed to be Steppenwolf if they hadn't told me that. It's just going with that apocalypse stuff, so. Yeah, so he's apparently leading the charge and into the invasion of Earth. They're definitely doing a huge turnaround with Zack Snyder and be like, oh yeah, I want to make it a little bit lighthearted more. And and they're trying to really save face really hard with this new Justice League. Yeah. Um, yeah, I read some stuff about that. Definitely looks like it, it can't be any darker. So no. I, it's definitely going to be a lighter take. <laughs> Which on. is funny since it has to do with dark side. So. Yeah. They may be running away from the whole Thanos thing. They may think maybe dark side's too close. Mm-hmm. They might want to see what Marvel does first and then give it a few years before Darkseid actually shows up. And we we were wondering who Willem Dafoe was going to be in Aquaman. We knew he wasn't going to be a bad guy. He's going to be a good guy. So it says, heroic political figure, Noitas Volko. Do you guys even know who that is? Yeah, he's kind of like his advisor. Okay. Like when he joined, like when he became part of Atlantis and them... Giving him the ropes, he was like one that kind of, you know, his right hand man, basically. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's who he is. And. Is he getting ripped too? I don't know. They said that the original character is bald and he's not Yeah, it he's looks not gonna nothing like him. <laughs> He's gonna have like long silver hair or something, you know. Like, the, he looks more like Peter David than anything. Oh, the Volca fans are gonna boycott. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can already see, uh, clips simmering about it. That, um, Suicide Squad, they've decided how many minutes long it's going to be. It's going to be almost an hour shorter than Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> 100 minutes. 100 minutes. Really? Yes. So With more that the, many characters and that much? Yeah, that's what it said. More, more into the Deadpool range of length there. Wow, that's more a lot action. of things to introduce. That's what I thought. Origin stories and, and a main plot that brings them together. I mean... There's an A, B, C, D. I mean, there's a path you have to go storytelling-wise to I'm guessing they're going to skip everyone's origin story except for Batman, and somehow they're going to work that in there. Because, <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of questions about that. It's perfect for the kids' attention span of today. I guess. And I got really excited because Idris Elba tweeted a picture that remember the face of your father, which is like the... Dark Tower equivalent of focus, Danielson. <laughs> but that's kind of the gunslinger mantra, and you know he kind of he put the whole "I'm Roland, son of Stephen, son of Henry, true descendant of Arthur," and I've not forgotten. Which 
I was excited. Okay, that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like descended from King Arthur, the, the version in his world or whatever. But mm-hmm. definitely getting excited. And there was a there was like a picture of you know the duster flapping in the wind nice. and the nice. just definitely makes me excited. I love that book series, and um, I'm sure it'll deviate. But yeah, like his his guns are supposed to be made from the melted down Excalibur. Yeah, you should read that series. It's good. Hmm. And okay, spin the wheel. I want to hear a wheel sound. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. No in between. Cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. Do Ray. Egon. Oh, the streamy. Streams. Let's stream crosses. Okay. Stream crosses? Stream All right. Crosses. Cliff, you said you, when we were talking media, you couldn't imagine them changing the office to anything else mm-hmm. and now they're making a UK <laughs> office spin-off movie. Yeah, I, I've seen this, the UK version. Uh apparently, David Brent Life on the Road. Yeah, they didn't get enough David Brent and we're going to we're going to see what he's been up to. I just thought that was so funny cuz last weird. week you said that yeah. I was like I can't imagine that in any other format and they're making a movie out of it. Here you go. You wanted to t- tell us about Voltron Legendary oh, Defender. I did want to bring up Voltron all right, look alive, team. And there she blows. Can anyone point out the mistakes the three made in the simulator? The engineer puked in the main gearbox. Sorry. We shouldn't be doing this. You know, for someone in a space exploration program, you don't have much of a sense of adventure. I've been scanning the system and picking up alien radio chatter. They keep repeating one word. Voltron. It is time to reclaim what is rightfully ours. Yes. Soon we will rule the universe. Guys, you should come see this. What is that? Whoa. Good kitty. Five were brought here for a reason. Together, you will form Voltron, the greatest weapon ever known, protector of the innocent, and our only hope to save the universe. Jeez, no pressure. Defenders of the universe, huh? Got a nice ring to it. DreamWorks Voltron, Legendary Defender. So good. It's so good. This, I was a little iffy on it. Like, just the fact that it had the words DreamWorks above it, I was like, eh, this is going to be But it was actual regular animation versus CGI. Regular animation, and I would say they threw a lot of money at this. Yeah. Is it all, is it an American company, or is it? Yeah. It looks like the people doing it, like the animator, it's almost exactly the same style as The Legend of Korra. That's, yeah, I can, yeah, totally. very similar to that. Totally. But it just immediately took me right back to the 80s. 
I mean, this is very 80s cartoon but down to... this was to... good, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this was rewatchable today. Well, because the original Voltron, it was, you know, it was yeah. animation, right. so it was changed a lot for us. Yeah. Whereas this was just... Oh, this was awesome. And I love the little bit where every time they form Voltron, it's the same little package. Like... My kid was watching it, and he, he kind of looked at me. He goes, why do they keep using the same animation over and over and over again? I'm like, because it's an 80s cartoon. This is what they did. How many episodes are there? Uh, 11? It was short. Like, it, I think 11's right. Yeah. yeah. How long are the episodes? First one was an hour. That sounds like a long series. Yeah. It goes by quickly. Yeah, because, wow, I, it's so I'm good. sure you probably binge-watched it like I did. Um, No. No, I watched it over a week, week and a half. You got the gist of it. You didn't watch, I, I was gonna say, you didn't watch it yeah. like you watched Game of Thrones yeah. on but Fast Forward. Apparently. I get the gist. I like it because they took all the original elements and wove it into a very nicely tight story, and it all made sense. They had plenty of Easter eggs, and it was a really good series, like from beginning to end. It had action, it had humor, I mean. And the humor wasn't dumb, it was silly. No. But it, it was, wasn't dumb. It was almost like they were following the Marvel formula for movies. So is it kid-friendly, or is it made for guys in their Oh, yeah, it's kid-friendly. It's definitely kid-friendly. Yeah. It's family-friendly. But you can, like, as an adult, watch it and be engaged by it and actually laugh when it's funny and get into the action. Yeah, the story's good enough, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. excellent. excellent. So you were streaming something about Jake Snake. Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, my gosh. I, I, it's funny for not being such a huge wrestling fan that evidently I was in my youth. And even I can remember when I was rooming with guys and late at, and late at night we would watch, um, the NWO and all that stuff. So I, I guess I've been a part of wrestling more than I, I remember because I keep watching these life stories. I've watched Sting. I've watched the, um, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. And I've really gotten into the story story of these guys because they live hard lives. Like you see them become like at one point in their lives they're at the top of their game and they freaking no matter how much real or fake it is, they destroy their bodies. And unfortunately with Jake like I'm I'm wondering if I'm gonna have a heart attack any day any day now because I've been on this emotional roller coaster ride lately. And I did not expect to be crying watching this movie. And it brought me to tears. I don't watch wrestling for crying. <laughs> well, because you you saw this tormented character. You actually got to see... Because, like, no one liked Jake the Snake Roberts. He was the villain. And he was always portrayed that. And I've always heard things in the background. Like, he was kind of ruthless. Like, I think it was either him or Macho Man that actually put Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, like, in the hospital. Like, he didn't recover for a few years but anyway uh, I, I remember as a kid jake the snake was there was a point in time where he was he was he was a face character he was a popular guy yeah i was gonna say i don't remember him being total right you know, he, right he was back and forth through the years but yeah this is definitely i, I after michael a, watched it i had to watch it yeah I'll, I'll probably watch it this reminds me of it makes me think of anyway you talking about is that mickey rourke movie the rest yeah I mm-hmm. That's a really great film. I yeah, several years ago, just kind of the what happens to these guys as they get older. When the spotlight goes out and and they get older, and that addiction sets in with him, and, uh, and, and Scott huge. Hall as well. And 
that their shocked whole, me. Like their Scott whole journey. Hall, like seeing him, yeah. like I did not realize. Like I, I mean, I guess he's that old, but I just didn't, oh, didn't sure. put two and two together. And I was like, holy crap! And I remember Diamond Dallas Page, like when I first heard him coming out with yoga and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious, but I was like really excited to see all the good work he was doing with that. Like, and I had no clue that. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts was mentors to them guys and you know it, it was and plus you know fortunately because my dad was a drug addict that it hit a lot of things with me like seeing his kids interact yeah, with this, him yeah and, this is pretty prototypical addict behavior oh I yeah um, but yeah even for the non-wrestling fan it, it was just a great document yeah I love documentaries so let's get the title right tell us the title The Resurrection of Jake the Snake okay so I will watch that and that's on Netflix right now yeah I, I've never I can't pretend to be a wrestling fan but I, I grew up you know in the 80s we watched you know all those big 80s characters Hogan and Andre the Giant let's not like, forget the cartoon and the cartoon yeah I watched the cartoon <laughs> but I have nothing but respect for these guys because they you know, it's not fake it, they are pounding you know their bodies and their brains and like how many nights a week do they have shows and there was an interview Roddy Piper gave on Real Sports with Brian Gumbel years ago where he said I'm not going to live to be 50 all his friends are dying and it was a decade before the NFL ever talked about concussions Yeah, and all these guys are suffering from the same thing from this physical activity and the punishment and the you know the uppers to get up for the evening to entertain and the downers to come back down you know just like just that life on the road hard living rock star life plus the punishment they put their bodies through it would probably be easier if they were if they were going totally full bore at each other than having to choreograph things and put themselves through this punishment you know i mean i have respect for definitely what they did and they sure brought a lot of joy to my grandfather's life so <laughs> i sat at his side while we watched t- the superstation <laughs> waved our tennis racket. Well, and you got to think, even if it's choreographed, like one wrong move, you can totally screw yourself up. Razor blades just go flying everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right, spin the wheel. Is there any animation? Is there any animation? One night only, July 25th, in select cities, The Killing Joke is going to be out. And guys, I have treated us to four tickets in Athens the day after the con. They selected our city? They selected our city. Holy So I bought the four of us tickets and... We're going to Athens. The 10 o'clock showing, so you can close up shop there, Jordan. Okay. okay. We're going to go there and watch it? it July 25th. One one night only. Sounds good to me. Woo-hoo. We're going on a field trip. It's going to be <laughs> we podcasting in the car. Sneak <laughs> in our microphones under our coats. Uh, we could, yeah, we could podcast our reactions. This is really good, you guys. I really like this. What's happening? <laughs> anyway, I saw this go on sale the other day. I was like... Oh, we're doing this. Yeah. Well, we that's gotta, awesome. We Which theater go. is it? The Grand. Oh, okay. 
So stadium seating. Mm-hmm. So weak. So yippee. And then remember when we were talking about those Amazon fanfic things. Yeah. GI Joe. Give yeah, us give us a long yes. time ago. Still, give still us a or Joe. No, it's Stiletto. Or Stiletto. Yeah, Bill Nedro's character Stiletto from his short story Body Count. Uh, that that toy that they promised him they'd make is going to come out in November and bring that character to life. When I saw that. Well, Cliff shared that. I thought that was awesome that they're actually following through. So as far as animated series coming out, there's an Ant Man, mm-hmm. uh, Rocket and Groot, mm-hmm. uh, an untitled Spider Man one that they think is going to be Miles Morales. <sighs> Tell us, tell go us on, why you go hate Go on, that. go on. The fifty-fourth no, Spider-Man cartoon in the last three years. Yeah, but it's the first Miles Morales, right? <laughs> I still like. It's funny because there's certain cartoons that hit me. Like I love Batman: Brave and the Bold, and really the the Spider-Man. Never heard that. The spectacular Spider-Man cartoon was great. The animation style was great. And of course, they canned it after one season, but the storyline, like everything about it, was perfect. And then they do the Ultimate Spider-Man. And will this replace the Spider-Man that's on currently, or are we gonna? I have don't two? know. Idea. I'm sure we'll just keep Miles stacking Morales has showed up in the um, current cartoon. Yeah, they've done the whole Spider Verse. Yeah. There's like so several. He's in. Yeah, he's, oh, okay. he's been popping up. That's what they need to do is just do a Spider Verse cartoon. Well, they're also making a Ghostbusters one cartoon. Uh, yes, with, with the ladies. <laughs> I, Girl? I, I don't know, but I hope it has that great new song by Missy Did you guys hear that? It is the most terrible thing I've ever heard in my life. Now, guys, of course we have fond memories of the original, but it really wasn't a great tune either. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ray Parker Jr. Yes, it was. He got sued by Huey Lewis. He's I'm, not exactly Johann Sebastian Bach. You, I will gladly put that up against this monstrosity. Actually, I, I haven't heard, heard it yet. Totally I'll take old Ray uh, any day. It's basically the same song, but they've totally ruined they it. Just, yeah. yeah. It's it's awful. Have you seen that Key and Peele skit where he's Ray Parker Jr. and all his unreleased movie theme songs? <laughs> yeah, they like all a, the same. A ten, a ten CD set of all the CDs of all the songs I wrote and sent the movie executive trying to get another theme song. Are they all the same too? Yeah, it's basically him just saying the name of the <laughs> of the movie. And we actually have one category left: spin the wheel. Darth Vader. It confirms yeah, that. He's going to be in Rogue One for sure. And how old is he? Darth Vader? No, the, the voice. <laughs> what a long time ago in a galaxy. Earl Jones or James Earl Jones. Yeah, yeah, he does the voice. Like, he is old, so. Yeah. Like, that's why I wondered if. You know, if he was going to reprise, he doesn't or not, have to like he, swing the lightsaber. Yeah, and jump he's not off wearing stuff. the suit. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's still got to you know get that voice. They, going they can on. just wheel him up to the microphone and. <laughs>
Right. They'll just call him, hold the phone up. <laughs> and they they said who Forrest Whitaker's going to be. And yeah. You know who that is? Saul Guerrero. Well, was in the was in the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah, it was in the it was a character in the sister, I believe. Rebel Alliance figure. Yeah. So this is um, the new story. Is it, it's a previously established character that they're continuing on um, from the cartoon canon to the movie universe. I did hear some Star Wars news. What? The actress that plays Rey accidentally tweeted out that her sister is in the new Star Wars. Her actress's sister or yeah. Rey's sister? Actress's sister. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like there's another character. Yeah, another Skywalker or something. Actually, the coolest thing I saw out of all that Star Wars stuff where they Entertainment Weekly released all those images. There's like stormtroopers standing in the water and these death troopers in black. But... They're holding, the Death Troopers are holding little Stormtrooper dolls, if you look at the picture. And I was like, what the heck is that? And I looked it up, and they're like, it's part of the movie. It's like part of the plot. These are like toy soldiers in that universe. And I don't know where they're going with with it, but I was like, hey, that that guy's holding a little Stormtrooper. Now that is merchandising. Yeah. (laughs) To sell dolls for your dolls. That's that's the first thing I thought. kids, your dolls need little dolls. It's just like World War II when American forces overseas carried chocolate bars to hand out to get the locals to like them. That's what they do with the Stormtroopers. Like, hey, kids, don't you want to grow up to be a Stormtrooper too? (laughs) All right, we're going to... Wrap it up here, but I did have one story I wanted to tell here real quick about to follow up on the story I told during the Civil War podcast where we did the special RPG session before my French son went away to the Army. Well, he... Do I need a tissue for this? I don't think so. No. But he wrote me a letter from boot camp, and I, I enjoyed it. I thought I'd read part of it, but... Basically, when we, you play one of those role-playing games, for anyone that hasn't, you have like different abilities like dexterity and strength and magic and such, and, and you, everyone plays like a different type of character. And some people are like always the warrior, or somebody always has to be the rogue or ranger or barbarian, things like that. I never get to be any of that. I'm always the game master. Uh, I've graduated a grandmaster. If you haven't heard, um, <clears throat> but I'm the one who always has to run it. But he, like you do here, right? Yeah. <laughs> just it's just the way it is. So anyway, Control issues. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, what, Michael, what are you? You're the lackey. Michael's like the jester. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Tom Fuller. I don't know what I am. Yeah. So anyway, he is. Uh, th- this kid was the elf ranger. So he had his bow, and he had a lot of dexterity and things like that. So anyway, in that final session we did there, we gave I gave an opportunity for his character to join an elite group of elves, kind of tied it into real life, to so he could go away with. Well, he said the goodbyes to the group, and then went walking down this pier to get on the boat. Well, I I gave it. I tried to distract him in the story by showing a creature out further out on the pier and just see what he'd do, and he. He said, well, I'm going out there. I want to, I want to go out there and look at that. And he went out there and when he got there, found out that it was, it was a illusion that this magical sea beast had created to draw him out there. And as he was standing there, it burst up through the pier and swallowed him whole. And that was the end of the night. They were totally like all caught off guard. That wasn't how they expected it to end. And anyway, he wrote me this letter and he 
basically, here's what he said. He said, basic is still as expected. Hard, long days, crappy food, and a whole lot of push-ups. But there's also a lot of fun stuff, too, like repelling and getting to shoot automatic weapons. He said, I got to shoot an M4, a saw, and even a grenade launcher. But even after trying all of those, I would still pick my bow. He said, I wouldn't mind having a few more of Tanadil's traits also. That was his character's name. He said, if I had his elven dexterity, this would be a little easier. And I'm sure I could shoot even better with some of his perception. Although I did hear that he earned sharpshooter. said, really though, I'm kind of enjoying how hard it is. I'll just be that much more satisfied when I graduate. And he said, I hope you guys are having fun, but don't forget about your buddy Tannadil, who's still getting his ass kicked in the belly of the beast. Oh, That's nice. Yeah, I thought that was nice. I was like, yes, you know, you're preaching the choir. He knows how, how to get me excited about a letter. I was like, that's right. So anyway, let's wrap it up here, illustrious well, I just one. Ha- I just have one question for you, Seth. Because uh, I, I think I shared the uh, video on Facebook where it was no. showing the uh, <laughs> you all that the Dungeons and Dragons like the big reason why it blew up when it did and and you were into Dungeons and Dragons back in that oh time, yeah Redbox right? okay so my question to you is was that in defiant to your father because you knew your father would be totally against it because all the parents thought it was Satan or was it you were actually interested in it. It definitely wasn't to rival my father, <laughs> although I'm sure it did. He he listened to all Tipper Gore and all the rest of them <laughs> back then that thought it was, you know, terrible and Motley Crue was going to make us kill ourselves. <laughs> In fact, that's just a little prelude to I'll have to tell my Back to the Future story. When The day I saw one. Back to the Future was quite a precarious day for me, so ask me to tell that story sometime. But my very strict parents. But yeah, I, I saw that video and I immediately thought of you. Saturday. Yeah, no, I just played it because it looked really fun. It okay. was. Well, as always, I am the most illustrious Michael K. Easton. I'm Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. And the Grandmaster. Different wheel this time. Tick 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 tick. Get your motor running. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't even know what it is. <laughs>